Dude, I'm becoming like an old man, man. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, yeah. No fade out on this one. Good. <laughs> Good. There it is, dude. Welcome back to Rumble Lips. I'm, you know, I'm Rand. Hello. I, uh, dude, I heard Eminem bumping out of somebody's car, man. I fucking hate Eminem, dude. I know everything about what I was in high school uh, points directly to uh, I'm a huge Eminem guy, but fuck, man. That, that voice, dude, that rap voice. I mean, it's not... It's not, not specific. It's Mott. I mean, should I just like not do this podcast? Fuck me. That's specific. I'm I'm launching right into it. Who cares? Um, if you listen to this podcast, you 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 obviously know it's going to be me that talks, um, and only me. But uh, dude, I heard Eminem flying out of the the. Uh, oh, my bad about last week. I thought I posted the episode that went up on YouTube. The audio. I'll just do it. Uh, this week, I guess I blew it. Sorry, but you know, whatever. Uh, technical Johnny. Uh, yeah, I heard Eminem, dude, and that voice, man. I can't, I can't go. I cannot go with that, that uh, like high pitched. Like I'm ducked the fuck down. I hate. I hate. That's the lyric I heard uh, driving by. I'm ducked the fuck down while I'm writing this rhyme. Yeah, I was like, what? I'm ducked the fuck down while I'm writing this rhyme. I know the next lyric is, because I'm probably going to get struck by lightning this time. And it's like, dude, shut up. You're a rapper. You're not a fucking guy that's going to get struck by lightning for your rhyming. That self-importance shit. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's really hard. It's really hard for me to be uh, so good at rap. Because uh, I'm afraid God's going to strike me down with lightning. That would be like me going on stage and being like, this joke's so good, I better hide. <laughs> what? It's all fucking bullshit. I'm a, that's my that's my whole that's my new that's my new level. God, I cut the grass. I cut the grass, um, and now I'm just like I'm fully vaccinated. And now I'm like. <laughs> right after you get fully vaccinated, get a cold. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool to be fully vaccinated. You can't get sick anymore and then allergies were like <laughs> Dude. What if I did a whole uh <laughs> what if I just did a whole like another one of those mixtapes I do? What if I just did a mixtape on this and I I would just came up and tell do- jo- dokes ah! came up and tell told dokes fucking dokes, dude. I I came on this podcast and I just told my dokes and I was like, uh, yeah, uh, I used to sleep in a do rag. <laughs> Yeah, 
And uh, yeah, it's like, don't be weird. You know, I I, I didn't do, I don't do it to uh, culturally appropriate or anything like that. I just saw what do rags did to black people's hair, and I thought I would be on the forefront of white hair. And I take my hat off. And let me tell you something. Waves. <laughs> my whole, my whole mixtape is just me telling my jokes and hitting the proper. I mean, that laugh. This laugh right here. It's a. That's a laugh from a sound. That's like one I looked up to put, or it came with this. That is a studio. <laughs> it's rare a joke will crush like that. I mean, you got to be in a hot room, dude. I'm excited. I got like my first, uh, my first real show back in Cincinnati, and it's, it's uh, sold out tonight at High Grain Brewing. Actually, what fucking time is it? Do I have time to do this podcast? Oh yeah, I'm cool. Am I? time does it start sorry i gotta do this on the podcast but also whatever um it's in my instagram is it in my facebook messages it's in my facebook messages here it is um that's not it oh shit and i got a thing next week dude fucking finally man here it is here it is here it is here it is oh yeah 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 yeah. i got time i got time to do this podcast i could do i could do i could do a a good one um so oh dude fucking <laughs> start a set i'm trying to i'm trying to stop starting sentences with saying fucking fucking dude anyway it's like dude are you the dumbest person that's ever lived if you start a sentence just cussing like that i mean dude i am using cussing wrong if i'm starting sentences by going dude fucking i mean whoa what that's how you start a fuck. Dude, I'm doing it. It's like, oh my gosh. Start a set. I have like, I have like idiot brain right now. I mean, I was, I was going to get on here and shit all upon Eminem. I mean, number one, you're from Detroit. You know what I mean? But number, I mean, I guess being from, dude, when I was a kid, Eminem was the shit, man. When I was younger and Eminem came out and he had blonde hair and a big white t-shirt and big jeans and Air Force Ones, and he was like, hi, my name is... I mean, people loved it, and from second one, I was like, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> I just don't... Dude, I... And I'm a... I'm a big... Uh, I'm a big rap guy, as as we all know. I'm a big... Uh, I'm a big proponent of rap music, hip-hop. I still will listen to a Drake. I'll listen to some of the deeper cuts. I like a Ghostface Killer. I love the Wu-Tang Clan. They're probably number one. Raekwon and Ghostface. I've seen Ghostface in concert four times. Uh, I've met the man. He's bigger than you think he'd be. He's like 6'4". He's a big-ass dude. And he rules, and he was really nice to me. And the guy that the guy that I went to the concert where I met Ghostface, I asked him to take a photo, and he did take a photo, and it looked like um, he was. It looked like somebody was attempting to throw him in the back of a car while he took the photo. I mean, it's just blurry. I'm so happy. I'm like, I'm like a real fat boy at that point, and I'm just like so happy to meet Ghostface. I got hair sticking out of my hat. I'll put it on there. I'll put it on the Instagram. Maybe this episode will be called "I Met Ghostface." Um, I I I fucking I've always loved rap music. 
But I have a I have a real um you know I love DMX. I was bummed when DMX died. DMX was like the first dude when I was younger. He, when he came out, he was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna rap about literally murdering people," <laughs> and I was like, "This shit is sick." But now it's like you know, now it's like I got feelings in me. (laughs) I still like that shit too, but I like when somebody used to come out on a track like, I just robbed an old woman. You know, you're like, yes, dude, what else? DMX, famous rapper for robbing people with a pit bull. I mean, dude, that fucking rules. If that doesn't add, I am all about the mythos of someone, right? I'm all about someone's legacy. You know what I mean? Like, that's why when it comes to stand-up, and I'm by no means anyone, right? But when it comes to legacy and mythos, I want to be looked at as a person where somebody goes, I mean, the guy's had, you know, a hundred episodes of a podcast, and you really don't know that much about him. (laughs) I like that. I like that people, I like when somebody doesn't, you know, you'll never catch me on Facebook like, today I... Today I'm sad because the world... Yeah, fuck off, dude. You bottle that shit down and then you die alone in a hotel room of a heart attack at 62. (laughs) That's what you do, man. And you know what? Good. Because I'll never have an embarrassing ass. Oh. Today I realized my father was... Yeah, it's like, fuck off. You know? That kind of shit is so boring all those emotions on the internet it's like dude be a human being you can't put everything you feel through the lens of your phone you know what i mean like okay if you're somebody going through a breakup and you put up a a thing on instagram that's like lovers of the past are mirror reflections of our feelings at that time and I appreciate all of you. It's like, okay, it can be excused. It's gone in 24 hours. But every day with this fucking, you know, dude, I was thinking, I was thinking the other night, I'm like, <clears throat> I was like, man, I'm, you know, I'm very progressive minded. I, I would consider myself a, a liberal person, I, I, you know, I don't think anybody should tell women what to do with their bodies, and I, I don't think, uh, I don't think what you believe in is anybody's fucking business, and I don't think that the, I don't think that the government necessarily has our best intentions in mind, but I think they give us palatable responses for what they think our intentions should be, and fine, you know, as long as it's somebody that's not legitimately trying to fuck us up. I'm generally like, you know, you see through the bullshit and you go, whatever, fuck it, whatever, dude, you know, I mean, it's gotten to a point so much where like, I mean, (laughs) Jeffrey Epstein got murdered (laughs) and people are just like, it's funny. It's a meme. It's like, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, a pedophile dies, um, a, a super international pedophile gets murdered or in air quotes, kills himself, and everybody's like, whatever, guy was a piece of shit, but it's still like, we're we're all so in the know that it's a funny meme. That it's like, 
people were going into plays and being like, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, and people would laugh. And it's like, no, well, do you guys not think that's like weird that that even happened? You know, it, 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 but it's like, that's what I'm saying is like, you know, I'm a liberal dude. I'm, I'm like progressive minded. I'm, I'm generally fine with all the shit. I, I don't think people should be judged for what they do unless it is something like, you know, you, you bang out a kid or you, you like non-consensually bang, fuck somebody or, you know, you, or you're just like, you're a fucking murderer or you're just like a staunch racist. But like, dude. I talked to one of my friends on the on the West Coast, and I realize I when I talk to him, I I'm like, I sound like the biggest fucking conservative. Like there are there are liberal, progressive minded people out there that are just light years ahead of me. They've like, I just guess I don't do my research enough. I'm just like, yeah, whatever you whatever gender you identify as, that's cool. Well, I'll call you that. It's fine. Not a big deal. I was literally on the phone with my friend, and he was telling me something, and I was like, "What? this is what I said. I, I mean, I for real sounded like an 85-year-old man. He was telling me something. I go, now, 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 what, what gender is that? Because <laughs> I, like, genu- I genuinely wanted to know. Like, I didn't want to, uh, you know, fuck that up. I didn't want to fuck up it within our conversation. But I, but I, but I realized, like hear, like hearing myself say it, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I'm trying to like learn. I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." That's a gender, or that's a. Yeah, it's just man. I don't. I. I. And it's like, you. you I just try. I try to be a fucking good person. You know, when it comes to shit, I like what I like. I'm particular about the things I like. But I'll tell you what. I fucking hate Eminem. <laughs> I mean, the long con of that. I, I, dude, I'm telling you, I just, man, I fucking, I, oh, there it was again. Man, I fucking, I mean, just cussing as you start a sentence is the most Neanderthal thing you can do. To just open a sentence with a profanity means you don't know what you're about to say. And it's like, I got to come better than that, bro. So what was I saying about hip-hop? Oh, yeah, I like when DMX was like, I fucking killed an old man for being a bitch or whatever. I love that shit, right? I love that type of hip-hop. But then I started, it's not hip-hop. I mean, do we even use that word anymore? Hip-hop sounds like something like we're going to say. Like, like you know, when... when uh, if you like talk to an older person, like a person in their sixties and seventies and, and they're talking about music and they're like, back in the day when they used to go to the jazz club and play those funky tunes, that's the type of me sitting at a bar when I'm 60 years old being like, I love hip hop. They're going to be like, okay, granddad, good set. Nice to meet you, sir. They get on their little hover birds. The bird scooters hover now. I'm like, can I have a white claw? (laughs) They're like, they haven't made white claw since the, the 20s.
Can I have a Blackberry White Claw, please? I have these drink tickets. I'm the headliner. <laughs> Dude, that's the... You know, I think a lot about my trajectory in life. I don't know why Rumble Lips has turned into my fucking diary. Maybe I should just shut my mouth. I yeah, I, but I, I well, that's personal. Well, that, I don't give a fuck. I think a lot about my trajectory a lot. You know, I think about everybody's trajectories a lot. Like if I'm watching somebody do stand up, even really famous people, I think about like because you know, here lately I've been really uh, a fucking. See, there it is again. I here lately I've been really thinking like uh like is it ni- is it nihilist? Is it a nihilist that's like nothing matters? Um it, it's not that. I don't know what to call this, but it's like when someone I look at stuff maybe like a realist. I'm afraid to become one of those delusional people that and I've talked about this a little bit with Anna, but when her and I do a podcast, we kind of just yell over each other and try to run bits. This will be a more, this will be a more me just talking shit episode. Um, but it's like, I, I look at things, I try not to be delusional. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of being delusional because I am funny and um, I'm getting better and better at stand up comedy as I go on in years. And I can't wait until I'm really good, you know? I can't wait till I can't wait until I'm really, really, really lights out at stand up. Like where I walk on stage and um I got all the tricks. I that's what I I want all the tricks. And I was listening to a podcast, um I was listening to Dave Chappelle on Rogan and I was listening I was listening and Chappelle said this thing that really fucking kinda it like got me. He said, uh, new comedians don't have the same, uh, they don't have the same, like, I'm using this word incorrectly, the same upbringing in comedy. Like there's not the same like gauntlet to go through, you know? Cause they talk about, they talked about the, uh, cause Rogan, I guess is from Boston. <clears throat> Chappelle's from DC and Chappelle said when he would go through Boston, that they would just have these guys that never fucking left Boston that would make like six figures a year and they would destroy in rooms like guys we've never heard of, you know, that would just go up in, in a room in Boston and they were basically just like a huge celebrity there and they would just absolutely annihilate because I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about Boston comedy back in the day. And they said they would put, oh, it was Colin Quinn. I think it was Colin Quinn on Rogan. Because I I always listen to when a comedian's on Rogan. I'd be interested. An older comedian. I I have this thing. I have this affinity for uh, comics that came up in like the 70s and 80s. I like to hear their stories because it's like, man. It's like that's the era I wish I would have came up in. You know, I wish I would have done comedy then i i think it would have been i think it would have been sick but i would have been a different person but i like to listen to the the old heads the, the you know new comics new comics are are all very you know tim dillon's very funny and like you know the newer the newer batch of comics that are like new big name comedians tom Segura, all those dudes are very funny to me i i think those guys are are great but i like to hear the old stories that that like i like that 
I like to fancy myself a bit of a comedy historian sometimes. So, like, uh, this episode is not funny. Um, should I just stop it now? Jeez. Am I being a bummer? I feel like, uh, whatever, dude. Um, I, I, sh- I shouldn't be so insecure. I, I stand by everything I'm saying on here. Um, I just think it's, I just think it's uh, really cool. And they were talking about these, how the Boston comedians... When an out-of-town headliner would go up, Colin Quinn was saying when an out-of-town headliner would go up, they would, on a Friday night, on the first night at the club, the the Boston guys would go up uh, in front of them, like two or three Boston guys would go up, and they called it laying down the gauntlet. And so if you were like an out-of-town guy, I forget who they said, but, uh, oh, it was Mitch Hedberg. So Mitch Hedberg, you know, Mitch Hedberg's amazing, like one of the best stroke writers ever. Um, but he's very unassuming and he's very quiet. I guess he goes up in in the club. I, I forget the name of the club in Boston, but they, he goes up at the club and they put up three fucking destroyers in front of him. And they just rip the room to shreds and like they just make sure Hedberg bombs. And they're just like, you know, welcome to Boston, man. And then they didn't do that for the other five shows, but they just used to do shit like that to fucking everybody. And there's something about that, dude, that I fucking love that. I love that. There's something about three dudes that you don't know of, you've never heard of, that used to rip so hard they made a huge headliner bomb because they were so lights out. Those are the dudes I want to like. I want to be like that, man. Not, not that it seems malicious, but they're, but it, it, it's just them fucking around, having fun in their way. You know, I like that. I, I, I would like to be, I would like to be a, a, have a scene like that. But everybody now, and not everybody, but a lot of people in stand up, it, it, you know, it, and I'm, and when I say this next thing. I'm not talking about race or gender. I'm talking about personality only. Everything in comedy has to be so all-inclusive, right? And like I just said, not race, not gender. I'm talking about personality. So no matter who you are, you feel like if you go up in a comedy club, nobody should say, God damn, that mustache sucks. You know? You're not allowed to look at somebody and say, whoa, fuck off with that shirt. You know, like you're not. And that's kind of what Chappelle was talking about on Rogan is like that, that, that we don't have the same as comics. We don't have the same like we don't have the same fucking guys and girls. You know, old school lady comics were hard on people. I, I mean, old old school dude comics were fucking nightmares, but old school lady comics were like, you know, they weren't these ladies that 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 were that are like, oh, I have a kid, and and if you do, that's fine, but they but they were mean, and for some reason, I think that's fucking cool, man. When you go into a club and it's like, nah, she's she runs this show tonight. And she's fucking gnarly. That there's something cool about that. Like whenever somebody tells a story about uh, old school Mitzi Shore at the comedy store, that's like, like how she just ran the shit, ran the ship, and and people were just like, she's the best. We listen to her. She's the she's the ace. 
I, I, I like that too. I'm not just talking about guys when I talk about this shit. I like, I like to hear about old school comedy where it was hard. Like, dude, even when I started at Go Bananas, you know, you know, and it wasn't not that long ago, not that long ago when I was new, I was afraid of Go Bananas, dude. I was scared of it. I would, and for a one-year comic, I was pretty good at getting laughs at open mics and some showcase shows in town, and I would go hang out at Go Bananas, and I would look at that stage and be fucking shook, dude. I didn't go up at Go Bananas until I had been doing comedy for like a year, over a year. I was scared of it. I didn't even go up at the Pro-Am. And I, I used to just sit in the back and hang with everybody. And and I, not in the back, not in the green room, in the back of the physical room of the club. And I'd just hang. And when everybody would go in the kitchen and, and get beers and stuff like that, I wasn't allowed because I didn't work the club. And I liked that. I liked that I wasn't allowed to go in the back. I had no place back there. I wasn't one of the comics that worked the club. And... I'd have to leave and go to, go next door to the bar and wait for my friends to come out of the back from their fun hangs. They'd all come out laughing and having a good time, and I wasn't a part of that. But but I was afraid to go up at Go Bananas. Fucking scared of that stage, man. And you know, the first time I went up at Go Bananas, I have the video of it, and it's very special to me. I have the video of the first time I went up at Go Bananas. And there's some jokes in there, but I wasn't, you know. I went up after Blake Hammond, who's so goddamn funny. I went up after he destroyed. He he destroyed so hard with some bit they were doing. It was like the Halloween show, but it was in November. And because um, Halloween fell on a Thursday, so the next week was the Pro-Am. And I wasn't, I wasn't on the list. I didn't sign up. Uh, the booker at the time walked up to me and said, do you want to do, do you want to do a spot tonight? And I was like, yep, because I was told you're never to turn down. If a booker asks you to, if you want to do stand up, you're, you know, you're not supposed to say no, especially when the show's going on. And he asked me and I said, yes. And, um, Blake was up there and he was just fucking destroying. He had a Halloween mask. He was supposed to be a werewolf, but something weird happened and it didn't come on. He couldn't put the mask on or something. And he just shredded. And he like threw the mask at somebody and the crowd was like on fire and the booker like, and this is my first time going up at a place I'm like afraid of and the book and the booker in the back's like, Hey, just go up. Don't say anything bad. Don't say anything bad about what just happened. Don't disparage it. Just give it a couple seconds and start. That's what I did. I had an all right set. I rewatch it now and I'm very embarrassed, but at the time it was an all right set. It was, it was it was all right. It wasn't it wasn't the worst, and you know what? Still wasn't allowed in the back. Not until I not until I hosted and the club gave me a paycheck was I allowed in the back of Go Bananas. And I you know and I I there were some guys one time that came in the back some new comics they kind of tried to swindle their way into the back of Go Bananas, and I told them to get out. I was like, get the fuck out of here. This The back is not for you yet. And they kind of were acting weird. And um, I wasn't being shitty. That's the rules, man. And then I went out and then I went out front and I caught him out front. And I said, hey, listen, 
I wasn't doing that to be a dick, but the back is earned. That's an earned place. And once you earn that place and you cash the check from Go Bananas for your first hosting week and you're allowed to walk into the back where the shitty ass kitchen is and grab a bottle of water and talk to everyone, there's something about the drive home that night where you're like, man, I'm part of something. And I didn't want them to ruin that for themselves. You know, I didn't want them to go, well, it's nothing. I was allowed in the back when I would carry beer bottles back here. It's like, yeah, let the staff do that. You, you don't get to do that until you get paid. And that's, that, that was, that was me. Maybe I went about it the wrong way, but that, that was me being like, Hey man, it is a special fucking moment when you walk in a shitty kitchen and you're a comic, you're being paid to be there. And it's a shitty kitchen. It's loud, and people are screaming, and and it's and it and the servers are like, "Get the fuck out of my way!" And but you're allowed to be back there with everybody because you worked for it. That's a good feeling when you're driving home. It really is. I remember. I remember the first time I was allowed back, and and for the Todd Yon weekend, my first hosting weekend. It was like April twenty sixteen or twenty. 15 or something like that i was allowed in the back and i and i and dude i was in the back i was hanging out and i remember getting in my jeep and driving home and going damn that's pretty cool i'm i'm just like a guy that's allowed to walk through the kitchen now i can walk through the kitchen into the showroom i don't have to wait in line with all the fucking peasants I can uh, I can walk, but you know what, dude? You have to wait in line. You you have to like you have to, and that's not even really paying your dues. Nobody really gives a shit about the kitchen. I do. I give a shit about being able to pay, doing your shit at a level enough where a club goes, we're going to give you money for the weekend, and you get now get access. It's cool, man. It's like it's like a nice little club that. You know, comics have used it to get away from open micers. Comics have used, you know, and I was a fucking open micer. I'm annoying. Some people probably wanted to get away from me. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I don't know. It, it's a very special thing when you're allowed in the back of Go Bananas. And I was so afraid of Go Bananas. And I fucking love it. And I miss that. I miss to where now if somebody, one of these open micers walks in the kitchen at Go Bananas and we're all back there hanging out. You can't just look at him and go, hey, get the fuck out of here. Because now it's like a Facebook post. Like, wow, I didn't feel safe when I went in the back of Go Banana. I was yelled at by a man with a panther tattooed on his hand. I won't say his name. And it's like, dude, what are we doing here? It's like it's like participation trophies even for, you know, and I don't want to sound like a fucking boomer. But it, but it's like, dude, it's not. It's like, dude, come on, man. We all had to do it. Well, that's not the way it should be. Yes, it is. Because it's nice. It feels nice. You feel like you accomplished something on a small fucking level. And that's what Chappelle was talking about on Rogan. And that's the first thought I had. It's like, yeah, man, I'm going to keep yelling at people. <laughs> I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep that torch lit, dude. You know, people already think I'm a fucking asshole because I don't really talk uh, to people I don't know. You know, I don't. I just don't. 
I've been to, I've been to a thousand, ten thousand open mics, dude. And there's people that come up to me like, how do you do crowd work? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. What do you want, the secret? There's no secret. You either do it or you don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How do you write a joke? Well, my dad, you know, left me when I said, <laughs> who fucking knows? So it's like, sometimes you want to get in the back. Sometimes you want to go with. Sometimes you don't want to talk to people. It's fine. But, but also, it's like, I like all the new comics in Cincinnati. I, I genuinely like most of the new comics in Cincinnati. And it's not it's nice to it's nice to be fucking, you know. God Lee, stop saying stop saying fucking in the middle of shit. But it's nice to be it's nice to be uh, uh, I missed everybody with the with the pandemic and shit, dude. I missed being around comics. I love comics. Whether you suck or you're really fucking good, I missed being around comics. And it's nice. And I, you know, I have been, I have been a little nicer. I have been a little bit more talkative and I have been uh, a little bit more patient. And I think that's important as I get older, as I get to be an older man who's realizing his trajectory is maybe one day I'll get the headline, um, silly Billy's chuckle wigwam in Montana Butte, you know, I get the headline there twice a year. Or I get to go to, you know, guess what, guys? (laughs) I got a guest spot at the Comedy Cellar. It's like, yeah, who cares? (laughs) Nothing, Matt, nothing. See, that's what I meant when I was saying, like, uh, I mean, my thoughts are just completely disjointed. But when when I was like, when I was talking about how I'm feeling like I'm kind of a nihilist, I'm not a nihilist. I'm just realizing that a lot of the shit that people act like matters doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, I'm uh, adverse to all that. Maybe I'm a bit of a contrarian, I guess. But, like, when somebody's like, yeah, you got to get, you know, people look at Instagram followers. And it's like, I don't. I mean, let me look at an Instagram real quick, okay? Let me look at somebody's, uh, let me look at somebody's Instagram. Let me look at Doug Stanhope's Instagram. Doug Stanhope, I don't, do I follow him? I don't follow him. <laughs> Doug Stanhope on Instagram has 139,000 followers, okay? 139,000 followers. I'm not one of them. Um, I, I, but should I? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Now, let me look at, okay, Doug Stanhope, one of the funniest comics that's ever fucking, that's ever fucking lived. He's very funny. He, he, okay, 139,000. Now let me go to... Now let me go to... Okay, this guy. Let me see. Let me think of a, a, a comic that I wouldn't think is as funny as Stanhope. Who's trending? Tony Hinchcliffe, right? Tony Hinchcliffe is trending because he said some racist shit about an Asian host that brought him up. It's actually a pretty wild clip. Um, okay, so Doug Stanhope has, let me, one more time for reference, 139,000 139, followers. Uh, and let's, to, to, is it H I N? Oh, there it is. Tony Hinchcliffe. 200,000 followers. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Not a legend. Not a, uh, you. You compare like a legendary career against what? What? You know what I mean? Okay, let's. And Stanhope uses Instagram. Let's see, Dave Vitell, two hundred and one thousand followers. Tony Hinchcliffe, two hundred thousand. Dave Vitell, two hundred and one thousand. And Dave Vitell is probably top five, of my favorite comedians of all time. Right. 201,000 followers. It's like, it's like, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. In the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. I would rather be a guy with fucking 100,000 followers on Instagram, but every city I went to, people were like, God damn, that dude fucking rips. That dude rips so hard at comedy. Not a lot of people know him, but he is a fucking lights-out destroyer. Instead of being on Instagram telling people my fucking feelings. (laughs) I mean, that sounded very aggressive. But I mean, honestly, people are... That influencer shit, all of that shit, I don't think is the way, man. I don't think it's the way you go. Sure, if if you're a lady... With a big butt or a dude with abs? Yeah, Instagram, dude. Instagram, dude. Post pictures of yourself fucking sweating and hitting a tire with a hammer. Fuck yeah, bro. Yes, king. Go off, queen. Show that butt. I won't follow you. I'm getting horny on my phone. Like a fucking Gen Z? I'm, I'm just, you know... That's the move if you want to be an influencer, if you want to be a brand. But I want to have the brand where it's strictly word of mouth. I would love the word of mouth brand where people are like, dude, you just got to put that guy on your show and give him money because he's really fucking good at comedy. That's what I want. That's my trajectory. And you know what that trajectory gets you? It gets you probably a 10-year-old car and you die in a hotel room because you're doing the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. (laughs) You're doing the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. You're 62 years old. You've done every bit known to man and you're like, tonight might be the night. But you know what? There has to be people like that. And if that's where I go, fine. It's not going to stop me. Because, you know, is Comedy Central over? Probably. I think they have like, I think they have a net worth of like $800. Comedy Central's probably done. So that's going to be a dead credit. David Letterman, he's done. That's a dead credit if you're a comic. Jay Leno's done. You know, you get on Fallon. Like, less people watch Jimmy Fallon than people watch. Um, a hood videos Instagram story. I've seen more hood videos Instagram stories than I have Jimmy Fallon in five years. I don't know what comics did Fallon. They just pop up at a comedy club and they're like, yeah, I was just on Fallon. It's like, oh, good for you. It's like nobody watches that fucking bullshit, man. People people are stopping watching podcasts as much. You look at cli- like numbers on clips, you're like, dude. Used to get like two million. Now you got like fucking four hundred and twenty thousand. It's I don't know what the new thing is. It's not it's not TikTok. It's it's going out 
and being a fucking ripper. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I'll tell you what, in five, six years when I'm really good at stand-up, come see me at a hotel bar in your town (laughs) talking about how I used to have a podcast. (laughs) Talk to you next week.